Welcome back to another episode of the Broncast, the podcast all about the Ford Bronco. I'm your host, John Melton. And I'm Donnie Whiteman. We are two Bronco enthusiasts who own Broncos, work on Broncos, and love talking about the Ford Bronco from Generation 1 all the way through Generation 6. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the Bronco Lane and ARP Bolts. Bronco lean. Bronco. (laughs) When your truck leans over to one side (laughs) for some bizarre reason. Not as bad as dog leg, though. The Bronco lean. I think that's going to be most of our episode because it's just a popular thing. But before we get into it, let's talk about uh, what what have we been working on this week? We're do, we're I'm do, at the shop. We're doing some different stuff now. We're not just building bodies. We're all of a sudden we have two customers that called in that want us to take their truck to completion. So oh, nice. We were already started one for ourselves to end up selling, and uh, that's kind of a big change. It's like going next level sort of for us. I mean, we still want to make you know twenty four bodies in a year if we could. Yeah. Um, that's a lot harder to do than it sounds. That's two a month. So. But um, finishing trucks will make us better at building bodies. We'll understand about fitting in door seals and gaps. We're already weighting the doors with an extra 25 pounds to offset the glass and all the internals, windows, things that aren't in it. So, yeah, yeah, we're just kind of going down that road. Maybe uh, one day have a truck at SEMA. That is a dream. Yeah. So That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool for sure. I have uh, been working on my restoration. I'm restoring a 74 um, in just in my garage, um, which is, here it is, <laughs> right behind me, actually. Um, uh, this is the body for it. Uh, it's been hanging out here at Donnie's shop. Uh, full tub from uh, Dennis Carpenter. But yeah, working on, working on that. Um, so on the chassis, uh, I got the... Got the the frame powder coated, um, dropped in, uh, got the axles powder coated, rebuilt the axles, uh, took those over up to Carl up at a classic or Tennessee classic, Tennessee classic trucks. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Um, And uh, he did a great job. Um, uh, Really, really good. Really pleased with what he did. And then, yeah, built them, put the suspension under there, um, got the brakes all sorted out, um, fuel lines and brake lines run. Right now, I just have my the, the engine that came with it just in place so I can kind of get the fitment of everything, um, but hoping to tackle the uh, engine stuff next and get all that squared away, get this thing dropped actually on the frame um, and start like putting everything together before. Cause I'm not gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get it, get this dropped on, um, wire everything, run everything, get all that sorted other than like carpet, obviously I'm not going to do carpet, um, get all that sorted. And so I know exactly how it's all going to go and then take it to my buddy Kevin's paint shop and take it apart paint it and then put it all back together for the last time but it will do it on the actual on the chassis so. well, we'll we'll do some engine stuff together because yeah. we'll be building a couple 302s at the same time yep 
you're going to maybe be going through yours. Yes. So, and yeah. we'll make some content out of that too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Be awesome. But, uh, yeah. So for this episode, we are going to, uh, kind of the news and events of this, you know, this time of the year, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, December isn't really Bronco event season, (laughs) but uh, Donnie and I were talking and we're going to do a full episode on all the events for next year. So that might be our season two uh, opener is just a whole episode on all the events coming up for 2023 so definitely be on the lookout for that. Yeah, um, and we'll pick which ones we're going to go to. Yeah. John, you'll probably be filming at some of them. And yep. um, I've got all my bucket list, not just those yeah. events. I have uh, going to um, and doing the Ford Rodeo, the Bronco oh, Rodeo, yeah. since I have the new Bronco. I yeah. haven't done that yet. And so be cool. I need to do that. Yeah, for sure. I know. And there's events popping up all over the place. We might not talk about all of the events or promote all of the events, kind of give them a year <laughs> to develop a little bit and see if they're worth <laughs> worthy of talking. But the ones like Super Celebration uh, in Townsend, Tennessee, that's one that if it's not on your list yet, even for you Bronco sport people, for um, uh, you <laughs> new Bronco people, <laughs> Definitely, that is a an event to to come out to to make a, an appearance at. Um, well worth it. Those guys are awesome, and uh, we should we need to blow that event up. We need at least a thousand Broncos there this year. Okay, let's do it. How much of an increase would that be? Oh, uh, I think we had six hundred, six fifty wow, last year. That's good. Yeah, yeah, and that's just Broncos. Yes, only only Broncos counted. Like you can't even bring another vehicle into the show field. Like I've got a Toyota Sequoia that my family drives, and I'm like, please let me just drop my shirts off at my tent. And they're like, Broncos only. So it's pretty right. fun. It's cool that it's just Broncos driving around. You know, old ones, new ones. It's fun. We were also going to talk about another special episode we want to have for next year. We're going to do a G6 only episode. Yeah. Where we talk about all of the parts you can get. We maybe we were talking about maybe going on the internet and like picking bumpers out and <laughs> talking about the different bumpers and sliders and all the accessories that we like. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be fun because that market's just exploding right now. Yeah. Yeah. Make make kind of a list of what are all the parts that a G six owner should be looking at. You need a smasher on the front. What was it? Cactus smasher. Cactus smasher, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, moving on, we're going to jump into our parts corner for today Uh, and kind of a special parts corner. um, You know, we've talked about uh, having ARP as a sponsor on the show, um, but we wanted to give a little love to uh, our ARP sponsor. And uh, Donnie, I mean, when we talk about bolts, we talk about fasteners. Why, why, you know, why are we talking ARP? Well, you know, I would pick bolts all the time. I mean, you know, bolts can be um, accessory bolts. I mean, it can accessorize your truck. You know, I bolt all the EFI units down with four ARP fasteners just because you see them. You know, you spent, you know, $2,200 on installing an EFI, you know, why stick a regular nut on there? So anytime I can use uh, a fastener to make something look better, I do that. But you know, there's areas where you need strength. You know, when we're going to be talking about engine building, um, yeah, 
we're going to build a hundred percent of the engine with ARP fasteners. You know, it's, yeah. you know, you don't, the only time you use a bolt that doesn't matter is when it doesn't matter if it fails. <laughs> so if you don't want a wheel to fall off or you right. don't want, you know, your engine to come apart, then, yeah. you know, but, uh, yeah, that's one area I won't go cheap on. Well, let's, uh, let's move in, uh, to a little question and answer. And I think this is where we're going to spend the rest of our, uh, episode today. We got this question. You actually, Donnie, you got this question from Mark, uh, and it says, my Bronco has a lean to one side. What is causing that? Uh, I'm replacing the body mounts too. Any advice? Also doing, um, yeah, just kind of looking at um, what what is going on there with the Bronco uh, leaning to one side. Yeah, I have I have one in the shop now and we're doing body mounts. And um, let's see, that, let's there's probably like three or four other things we're supposed to do to it. But it's, you know, the question is, is the bumpers, the bumpers don't line up with the body. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be part of the lean. So there's like three things going on with this truck. So I question with maybe whether or not the frames twisted. So we'll address uh, these things one at a time. And the first one is the Bronco lean. Yeah. So if I know that the truck is sitting correctly on its suspension, so I'm going to let you feel the Bronco lean. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the first one. And it is, a, it is called the Bronco lean uh, for good reason, because your Bronco literally leans to one side or the other. Um, and it, it has to do with um, when you are putting the radius arm and the radius arm cap together on your front axle. Um, and what happens a lot of times is there's a C bushing inside of that radius arm and the radius arm cap. Um, and it's two kind of wedge pieces that fit and hold the axle in place. And a lot of times people will put them in upside down or put one in upside down or put, you know, they're marked like left or passenger, up, you know, bottom passenger top, whatever it is. And people might get them mixed up when you're putting them because you got four of them and you're putting them all together. And so what will happen is that radius arm then will sit higher than the other side or, or vice versa. And so, um, what the first thing you want to do is make sure that your radius arm, your C bushings, um, are, uh, installed correctly and on the right side. The next thing you want to do is when you're tightening your radius arm caps, you want to make sure that they, uh, the radius arms are level when you're tightening your cap. So you could tighten one side down too much, um, and that you know that will kind of make one side stick up a little bit further than the other. And so those are kind of the things that play into the Bronco lean. And a lot of Broncos struggle with Bronco lean. Mine currently is struggling with a little Bronco lean. It just happens, you know? And so knowing what it is and how to fix it, it is one step uh, being closer to uh, kind of getting getting your Bronco level uh, as you are um, doing things and, and working on your Bronco. The next one I would check is body bushings. Right. So, you know, I don't know what's going on with his bumpers yet. I, I do actually... No, he's leveled them out by putting one bumper above with a bunch of washers and the other one in the back below. But oh gosh. I wonder if the frame is twisted. I don't really know. So first we'll address the Bronco lean. We'll get the truck, the frame sitting level Yep. so that the body sits level. Uh, we'll do all his body bushings. Typically bushings don't 
you know, one won't wear out in one corner and the other one's brand new. Typically, they all sort of wear the same. Uh, you know, yeah, somebody I, might replace one. I, what I've seen, though, is uh, I've seen a couple times where the frame rots out where the body bushing is. Mm-hmm. And you have, you know, I think they were three and a quarter inches from, or three, three quarters of an inch from the factory. Um, just the stock height. It wasn't a lift, but that's kind of where it was. And you'll see one side will wear out and wear the frame out as well. Mm. And so the frame will be pitted on that side and even rusted out. Um, and so that will, that will cause the the body to actually sit kind of cockeyed, um, on the frame. The foundation under that bushing is gone. So, yeah. of course, that part of the body will drop. So, this truck seems to be pretty rust free. So, we're going to replace all eight bushings with the washers, top and bottom. Yeah. And then um, they also make little spacers. Uh, I think I got them at Jeff's Bronco Graveyard. They're yeah. really nice. They just slide in, they're round, they match. Um, and, uh, you know, you can shim the truck just ever so slightly to get your gaps improved on the doors. So, mm. I typically will make a video and I've got some measuring sticks I use and I'll, I'll videotape the gaps on both sides before I even touch the truck. Yeah. And then I know, you know, what my mark is. If I can improve it for the guy, great. But in reality, um, I need to get the truck back to where it was. But uh, so when we're doing the bushing, that'll straighten out quite a bit of it. Then what I believe I need to do is pull the bumpers both completely off yeah. um, and then see what's going on there because... Hopefully it's not bad news and, yeah. you know, his frame's a little twisted, but, you know, you can also get the frame straightened out pretty easily. Totally. Yeah. Even, even with the body on. Yep. How would you, how would you be able to tell if your frame is crooked? Like, do you know, like for someone who might have this problem, they, they, you know, did their C bushings and their C bushings are right. They tighten the radius arm caps, right. They put in all new bushings. Uh, and they're still having issues. How do you tell if your frame is is off? Well, you need a level surface, but really the the only way to really check it is to put it on a frame rack. And, you know, they've got lasers and stuff, the new ones. Even an old chief rack, you can still take measurements and see if it's twisted or not. Um, so that's for, And then while it's on the rack, they can, they can pull it or push it yeah. and straighten it out a little bit. Um, we uh, I helped Tim, my partner, restore a Jeep. A CJ and we stripped it all the way down to the frame because we knew it was twisted. Yeah, and it was really easy to straighten it as a bare frame, and then we knew when the when we built the truck, everything was straight and it's super straight. Yeah, and uh, so kind of what I'm hearing you say is, if you're doing a restoration, you can straighten the frame. If not, shims are the way to go. If your if if your body bushings are good and squ- you know your body bushings are good, you know your radius arm caps are good, you know all that's put together right then shims are the way to go. Yeah, and you can look, you can see on a Bronco all of the bushings and you can see which ones are squished and rotted and if yeah. one's been replaced and it's new, you can see if there's three or four washers in there yeah. or shims and go, okay, this isn't right. You yeah. know, um, they should all be the same. But yep. but while you're replacing those, you can also uh, do a little bit of a body lift. They make, um, well, here, you had one on your truck. What is yeah, it? I got a one-inch body lift on mine. Um, and, uh, they make one inch, two inch, I think even three inch, um, which I would 
not recommend three inch. Doesn't look very good. Um, but some people you have to if you want. Like I know the Godzilla motor. Um, you know, it, I think you have to have like a two or a three inch body lift for that. Um, and if you're doing that, I would definitely recommend. I think it's Duff uh, has these uh, body panels that kind of fill in the gap a little bit and make it look a lot nicer if you're running a, a big body lift. But, um, so if you're doing a restoration and doing a two inch body lift to fit a coyote, then I would definitely do those panels that, that fill in the front and the back. Um, so the bumper doesn't look so, so hideous, you know, this big old gap above the bumper before the body starts. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't realize how high the engine sits in a Bronco compared to a car where they yeah. want a low center of gravity. They get it way down well, on the Broncos. It was not a concern. So if you even do a one inch spacer plate on your carburetor, the hood won't close. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that high. So, of course, everything else, the transmission and everything's right up against the body. So yeah. there's not a lot of room to make changes. Um, the only way you can go is down. Right. So you can get some different cross members and things like that transmission mounts yeah bronco history for 1970 as for the bronco it was kind of a dead year nothing happened no new features not many options people are still waiting for automatic transmissions and power steering and power right. brakes and just none of that happened um and production numbers from like 66 to 69 range from 23,000 to 21,000 units and then uh, in 1970, it actually dropped to 18,000. Wow. It's not a big drop, but the reality is compared to the Mustang, um, they sold 23,000 units the first day they oh rolled gosh. out. Yeah. And, and the Mustang numbers, we'll talk about those a little later, but you know they're five to ten times the number of the Bronco Jeez. every year. So Well, and it just kind of shows like the Bronco is like losing – popularity you know like if the numbers are going down then that means it's not getting better yeah they kind of just float they go up and down and uh they never set the world on fire um so the market's changing too in the four by four segment uh, trucks are getting bigger um jeep comes out with the wagoneer uh the scout gets bigger international comes out with this truck called the travel all it's big it's school bus big if you've ever seen one <laughs> i have it they're yeah. bigger than a suburban Man. so Still Gosh. probably bigger by any standards today. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Chevrolet comes out with the Blazer, which is setting the world on fire. It's so much bigger, uh, rides smoother, has mm. a bigger towing capacity, has more room for passengers, um, smoother on the highway. And, uh, you know, it's just a much bigger vehicle. And then, of course, it's, there's the Jimmy. And, um, just the Blazer alone takes goes from, I think, 5,000 units in 69 to 12,000 units the second year. Wow. So they take a big bite out of that utility market. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like everyone's had time to catch up, you know, and so it's like now they're actually catching up with the Bronco and making changes in the market. Yeah, and, and this whole time uh, in the 70s, Ford's working on a full-size Bronco, because of the sales and success that Chevrolet's having. Um, and then, of course, um, Dodge comes out with a couple products also yeah. in the 70s. So they need to catch up, and they just never pull the trigger on a bigger body. Wow. Um, so that whole trend's changing. And then, you know, it doesn't help that some of the magazines had some unfavorable write-ups for the Bronco. A 1970 Motor Trend said uh, the Blazer, in comparison to the Bronco, 
was such a better vehicle. The Bronco still had poor brakes, the tailgate rattles, uh, a choppy ride, no power steering, no power brakes, no AC, no automatic transmission. I mean, when you compare the two, people were just buying the nicer riding vehicle. Oh, totally. Yeah. And uh, Ford just wasn't responding at this time. Wow. It's And uh, they just kept putting it off. I, I I think they thought maybe because the in the 70s, the economy was starting to slow down a little bit in the early 70s. And uh, they just didn't pull the trigger on anything. The visible changes for 1970 in the Bronco, if if you have a keen eye, were the marker lights. They were reflective. And now they in 1970, they light up. And oh. yeah, this was actually a federal motor vehicle standards number 108 that was uh, dished out to all the manufacturers. It was mandatory that they had light up marker lights and on the side. On the sides. Interesting. Previously, they were like reflectors. So uh, huh. am- amber in the front and uh, red in the back. Okay. So you could tell which way the car was pointing. Um, which they never blink. Which I always got so annoyed with. I want I want my side embers to blink, but yeah, that that that's a that's a project for another day. You can wire that up. Yeah, yeah. totally. That'd be easy. Um, I think another notable change was the the VIN decal on the door jam that was new for 1970. Okay, uh, you know it had cool information. It, you know it had not just your VIN number, but it had some build information and things that you'd have to research to find out. So. Um, and the other information was like, if if you want to get a Marty report off of that information and get, um, you know, the rest of the information about your Bronco, what colors it was painted originally, was it a half cab and someone converted it to a wagon? But uh, MartyAuto.com can also remake those decals for you and you can have a new one made. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, but to be honest, th- that was about it for 1970. They just kind of coasted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not an exciting year. <laughs> no, but after that, 71 to 75, you get some really good stuff. Yeah, nice. But that is for another episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Broncast. We appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you again for listening to another episode of the Broncast. We want to thank our sponsors, Tom's Off-Road, for all your Bronco parts and ARP automotive racing products. We also want to give a special thanks to our technical producer, Josh Kohler. We couldn't do this without him. And the music you heard today is from Adam Nitty, bass player extraordinaire. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on The Broncast.